listening to Songbones Podcast, where we get to the real and go to the deep with grassroots singer-songwriters. I'm Michelle McAfee. After a string of shows up the I-5 corridor with Paul Benoit, we landed in Seattle, his hometown. An hour before he had to run out the door to go to work, we sat and talked of the travel bug, touring, and navigating the troubadour lifestyle. Welcome to episode five. Hi. Hi. Let's talk about dandelions. We're gonna. I'm. I'm here with Paul Benoit. Um, Hi. Seattle-based, amazing singer-songwriter. Oh, thank you. And we were just talking about dandelions. I was stating my case on behalf of saving dandelions um, and not killing them. Save the dandelions. Save the dandelions. It's. It's going to be my new cause that I'm going to get behind. But um, your, for your next CD, Paul's going to chop woman. their heads off anyway. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we played a show last night at Hotel Albatross. It was and, fun. Uh, it was super fun. In Seattle, yes. Jammed with your friend Damien. Damien Aiken on saxophone. And the, Will. The Australian MacGyver. And Will Dowd on the Cajon. How Two amazing you, musicians. How long have you been playing with those guys? For 20 years, probably on and off. And we've recorded different CDs together and been in different bands together. I was in a band called Hahnemann, I think in the 90s, which was an instrumental band, like mixing folk and jazz and world music and blues and bluegrass, all sorts of things, uh, with Jared Kaplan and Scott Law and Tej DeCoster. And, and the band, the lineup changed and uh, over the years. And Damien was blowing sax in there on and off for years. And Will was a drummer in it uh, at one point. And and uh, I played with Will with a great songwriter named Reggie Garrett. So we still play occasionally with that. And uh, yeah, he's been on my last couple albums. He and Dan Weber were the drummers on my last albums. And they're some of my best friends. So it's kind of nice to, yeah, play play with them. I mean, you know, they're the only guys that'll still play with me. So uh, <laughs> I gotta get my friends in on the deal. They have, they have, you know, they pity me and have mercy on me. So, oh yeah, right. It's very uh-huh. kind of them. Yeah, sure. But no, they're both uh, just phenomenal drummers, and it was great to to uh, make the last album with them, which is called Lost Days, Long Nights, which you've been learning some of. We've been yeah. doing shows together the last week or ten days. We had the marathon, two and a half day. Let's learn thirty five songs together, yeah, and then we go did. out and play. We pulled it off yeah, somehow. It was kind of cool. miraculous. But no, that's a great record. I love the songs on that record. Thank you so much. So you are a traveler. Like this is the first time we've played together, even though we've talked about it for like eight years. Because yeah, we've we're tried. always passing yeah. each other on the five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Alaska. I'm heading south. You're going north. Yeah, we've been there a few times at the same time, but we were in different areas, and Alaska is like a, its own country. So yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, and now I'm. I just moved back into this house. So yeah, I have a bed to sleep in for two months, which is great. I unpacked my bags. I have. You know, my underwear and, and socks are in drawers, and it's cool. Wow. Good so feeling. I wanted to ask you, I think you're a fantastic guitar player. Thank you. Um, I can attest, because I've played with the man, and he's... Uh, you let me play your guitar. Yeah, well, you make that guitar sing. Well, thanks. Um, how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> like, when did you start playing? 
I remember in I think it was seventh grade, and I was I was out for a day sick, and and I came back to class, and my classmates said there was a woman here who was going to teach kids guitar, and she she played a, a few songs, or whatever, for the class, and I missed it, and I and I thought, oh, I, I want to learn to play. So uh, yeah, so I took lessons from her. You know, when I was a kid, and it was great. Then I just started playing with friends, which I think is a great way to to learn how to play. And then just started playing in bands, even in grade school for fun, writing songs. And and then in high school, I played a lot uh, with the band, uh, playing covers, writing songs. But it's a great way to learn how to to play and to work with others. And I, I love now uh, so many kids are doing these band camps, you know, school of rock, whatever it is that you know lets people learn team building and and uh just the importance of working with others and i mean like like you would get in sports or something mm -hmm. but people can do it through music you know so it gives the freaks a place to go and yeah you know um and uh and then ma make music with each other because it's so important to uh to learn about band dynamics and working with others and musical dynamics you know personal dynamics I mean, there's so many great bands that I just, I don't know how they keep going, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, you've been on the road a lot. I've been in a bunch of bands and living in a van and you're essentially married to each other. Mm -hmm. You're you're creating your lives, planning your lives around each other. What was that like with Hanuman? How many, I mean, because you guys <laughs> toured a lot. Yeah. How how many of you were there at a time? Uh, Four or five, uh, but the core of the band was four. And, uh, I mean, it was great. We were in our 20s and early 30s, and we were playing all over the country and making a lot of albums, and people really dug it. It was sort of in the, maybe the beginning of, of you know, that era's uh, kind of jam band scene. I mean, that scene's been going on forever, at least since the 60s with the Dead and all those bands. But there was it seemed like there was a time where there it was really building again, and uh, we sort of rode that wave, I think, and then playing festivals like the High Sierra Music Festival, really, uh, we started playing that in the beginning, and that's, and they, they really brought in a lot of bands that were doing that, and a lot of bands from New Orleans, you know, because they had that connection with New Orleans, and a lot of jazz, and funk, and world music, you know, it's, what an amazing festival up in the mountains. Mm. So we were doing festivals like that a lot, and then kind of hooking up in that scene, and, uh, you know, you could go out and, and we'd play all night, so we could kind of sort of make a living doing it. You know, we'd go out and play a lot, and and it seems like, uh, you know, you can still do it, but uh, I mean, the 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 dynamics change of, of the, the system, and I mean, uh, when that ended, I, mean, I was also in a, like an Americana blues band called Cross-Eyed, which, which was a fantastic band, and we made a few albums together. Um, and I always felt like that's where my heart was more, you know, and that's mm -hmm. kind of where I learned to write, to start writing songs and playing with great songwriters. I learned a lot from them. Um, but then in my 30s, Hahnemann was still going, but then I started kind of focusing more on kind of solo songwriting mm -hmm. and started recording, you know, Americana, rock, blues, folk albums, I guess. Um, I think... Lost Days, Long Nights is my 11th uh, album, so I just keep keep writing. I mean, I think 
when I stop writing, I'll stop making albums, but I keep somehow keep writing songs that I really like and and uh, just independently release them. You know, I don't know what it is. I, I kind of sometimes I say, God, I wish I could quit writing songs and quit making albums that you know people don't buy. <laughs> <laughs> I know we offer or whatever CDs they download. shows and they're like, uh, CDs? I don't know. Yeah, or people download and I love, you know, all those pennies that I make every time someone yeah. downloads a song. I just saw recently that it takes uh, 200 hours of streaming your music to make the same that you would make selling a CD. Yeah, that's so, so daunting. I just yeah. did a post on Songbones today about that because um, I think people need to start actually really seeing the numbers. And yeah, for our grassroots audience, if they ever question or doubt the worth of going to a house concert or buying a CD or buying a grassroots magazine, I mean, it like songbones, like songbones or like your CD, it matters yeah. so much to this music being able to move forward in this new paradigm that we all find ourselves in. Um, I'm still trying to adjust to it and, and I figure think it everyone out. is. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It feels a little un unsteady I, I talked to a lot of artists and we're you know a lot of people are out touring as much as they've always been touring but not exactly sure how to make ends meet now um because it's shifted have you noticed that too yes yeah and my friend uh, jay pinto is a great producer and songwriter says everyone's just kind of throwing spaghetti against mm -hmm. the wall and seeing yeah. you know what sticks or what doesn't and you know trying to figure it out or just getting jobs yeah you know I mean, I think that's, but I, I work on call uh, doing social work. So I work a little bit and then play music and uh, that, that balance, you know, for me works. I mean, I'd rather just be playing more music, but, uh, and just touring more, you know, but I think as you get older and, and you spend a lot of time out touring, sometimes you just, yeah, well, it gets, it's hard and it gets old, you know, mm -hmm. but it certainly is, can be a lot of fun and really really fulfilling but I th I think artists have always dealt with that you know through the ages of well, how do I how do I feed myself you know mm -hmm. trying trying to find the way to get by if you're an actor or in theater or music or art or mm -hmm. but I guess we're all called to it so it's it's a blessing and a curse right you know I mean if you if you have to do it then 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 you're you're doing it and and making it work somehow. But I'm I'm certainly glad that it's in my life. You know, I'm, as I'm sure you are. Oh yeah. Writing songs Absolutely. and playing music and meeting people. I mean, I think about all the amazing people that I've met. All the, you know, the beautiful people, the the, the amazing musicians, and or just uh, if you're doing house concerts or shows. I mean, house concerts are cool because people are just bringing you into their homes all over, and it sort of creates this intimacy. Um, that you just, yeah, come, yeah, come, come play in my living room and then stay at my house and I'm going to make you eggs in the morning. Mm -hmm. You know, that's pretty cool. I and mean, then, and sometimes and they're a real freak and that's, you know, then, then it's, you know, then it's not fun. Yeah. Or, or it actually it's more fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the, I like the party in the kitchen after the show. Yeah, like everybody always ends up in the kitchen and the wine bottles sometimes are, are still flowing yeah there was that. like an hour discussion fun. on menopause in <laughs> eugene when we played like it was like me and 10 women in the kitchen i, I was like i don't know how much i can add to this you conversation handled that really well well thank you very much you know i'm a sensitive new age guy <laughs> yeah you got that down right on well 
Um, would you play a song? I would love... Only if you'll sing for... with me. Okay. Twist my arm. I'll sing with you. But uh, yeah, I would love for the audience to hear um, hear your music and your guitar Great. playing and your voice. Well, let's do a song. And this happens to be, by coincidence, the, the title track of the new album, Lost Days, Long Nights. And I was traveling down in South America, in Peru, I think last year, last fall. And uh, this song kind of came out of nowhere, which is great when that happens. I've been crossing borders just to find you. I've been taking orders just to find you. I went south for a day. I came north for better pay Dropped bad habits on the way Picked up more, what can I say? It's true I might have broke a heart in Mexico She said, why don't you stay? But I had to go There are crosses on the road We're all dying, I'm told Passing towns, forgotten names, but I miss them just the same. I got a secret message in my coffee cup. Study books and magazines and burn them up. All the strangers were my friends. I was letting go again. If you can't take me there today, well, at least just point away. Lost days, long nights. I lost you once after the fight. Got my map on the table again. It's just gonna hurt if you care too much Let's forget our feelings and rely on touch I was out catching trains I was late missing planes I heard rumors on the way That i cross your path someday Lost days, long nights I lost you once After the fight Got my map on The table again Lost days Long nights I lost you once After the fight Got my map on table again There is nothing on earth like making music with others, spinning webs of harmonies and following where the songs lead. And when they lead you abroad, or at least on the highway out of town, it can be addicting. 
When the road calls, you must go. You've been all over the place. Yeah, I've been to a few countries. Do you get like, during the winter here in Seattle, do you start getting the pull like? I think that's where it started, you know, getting out, getting out for the winter in Seattle because the winter can be pretty gray. Um, at least that's what we kept telling everybody from California, but they moved here anyways. <laughs> no. And then I was in California this winter, it rained the whole winter and I heard it was sunny here. But uh, when I was 19, I did a, like a study expedition trip as a part of college. I went to Ecuador and Costa Rica with this amazing man named Doug Stuffelbeam who led, who led college students down there to sort of blow their minds. And, uh, and I love that guy and he blew my mind just to see, just to see the world, you know, to see a different culture. And we went out and lived with Indians, co-found Indians in the rainforest and hiked in the, in the mountains there in Ecuador. And then went and, lived on the beach in Costa Rica, you know, and that was in the early days, you know, where there weren't many travelers there then. So, um, then I caught the bug and I, then I couldn't stop, you know, but it really blew my mind. And then I would go out in the winters. I try to go out for a month or two each winter. You know, I spent a lot of time in Mexico, um, a lot of time in Asia and, and, uh, and Central America, you know, South America, like on the first album, I have a tune called Two Days to Mexico about, you know, driving to Mexico and hitchhiking around Mexico. And and uh, then I spent, you know, a few winters in Central America, a lot of really good friends down there and was working on my Spanish there. And that had a big effect to me, you know, just backpacking through. Mm -hmm. But I just loved hanging out and playing guitar and eating rice and beans and really feeling the culture and meeting amazing people and then uh, my brothers ended up buying a house down there in El Salvador for a while. They owned it. And then, funny enough, I went and lived in it. Uh, I told them I'd Imagine manage that. it. <laughs> <laughs> but I played uh, uh, a lot down there, and I recorded a really nice album that I, mean, uh, that I like a lot called Bluebird, which is mostly acoustic guitars, and uh, the percussion was uh, rice in a beer can. Nice. Uh, and uh, I added a few instruments on just a few songs when I came back to Seattle. But a friend, my friend Bill, came down with a laptop and and we recorded this beautiful album, you know, and mixed it back in Seattle. But then that kind of blew my mind because I realized you can you can make albums where, wherever you want, you know, as long as you have uh, a laptop computer and a little bit of gear and a few nice microphones and a nice guitar. You yeah. Know? Um, but I've been. Yeah, I, I I just think every every time I go out, there's always a few songs waiting for me, you know, kind of go out looking for songs or waiting for songs and hearing the different rhythms, hearing the different music, feeling the different cultures and just having the time away where, you know, oh, I don't have to go to a, to work. I don't have to go to a job. And I think there's just over time you realize there's just this ease that comes in your mind, at least for me, you know, goes to a different place and. And then I got addicted to it, and then now it's become a problem. For me, it's about when I'm traveling, you know, because when you're, or at least when I'm home, I get in, like you said, get into the home rut. You know, yeah, it's like, yeah. even though my home is amazing and I love Beautiful, my home yeah. life, I love where I live, 
but there's routine there. Right. And when I'm traveling, it's like, I'm in a different presence, a different state of mind. And it's, and I'm just more aware. I'm more tapped into subtle details around me that I would maybe overlook in my hometown. And I also like meeting characters, <laughs> traveling, it just fuels whatever it is that creates the well that songs come from like meeting different people and different cultures and just yes, on this I five sure. corridor doing, doing these shows. Like I met several characters and I already felt the tug to want to write, you know, it's yeah. like it, there's something about that that I think traveling can be necessary to kind of keep the creative wheels turning. As you said, getting out of the routine, yeah. you know, I, th I totally agree. It's yeah. really helpful, but you take traveling and take it like well, out be there. It's become a problem. Really? <laughs> I think I'm going to go walk the Camino de Santiago, though, or at least part of it uh, this summer. So I look forward to that. I mean, nice. after Alaska, going to northern Spain and then hanging out around there and a little bit in France. And I have some good friends over there. So I'm, I've been spending a little bit more time uh, over there. I was in Marseille last summer. Wow, what an amazing uh, French city. Wow. Like one of my favorite cities I think I've been in. And uh, Yeah, it's, it's just lovely to, to hang out with people from from other cultures and make those connections and, mm -hmm. and then, and then bring it back. You know, I think what sometimes when I get back to my town, uh, you know, I'm catching up or I just get in that routine. I'm working so hard, like, okay, keep, keep your head down and just, just work, you know, and, and get, get all the things done that you can do to, to, uh, and then so you can leave again, I think is this pattern <laughs> that I've created. So I should just stay home and relax for a while. And I think it'd be a great, uh, you need a, a staycation. Summer. I need a staycation. <laughs> well, I had two days. Right. I just got home and now, yeah, I, I'm actually heading to work in about 20 minutes uh, after four months off. So we'll wow. see how it goes. I'll, re right. I'll report back. Good luck. May the force be with you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, and uh, oh my God, who didn't turn off their phone? Uh, no, it's me. Somebody's calling. Um, so see, the, the phone is, contro is controlling my life. Paul right now is running through the kitchen trying to find his phone to hey, turn Bob, it off. Brother. Oh, it's your brother. Yeah, hey, uh, I'm doing I'm recording a podcast right now. Which brother? It's Mike. It's Mike. Hi Mike, you're on the I'm podcast. I'm recording a podcast right now so I can't talk to you and uh, I should have turned my phone off. I did and then it somehow got turned back on. So I got it I got to call you back. Would you like to say anything to the audience? Wow. Put him on speaker. You got to put him on speaker to say. Okay, that. hold on. Hold, hold on. on. Mike, I want I talked about you're on you're on speaker right now and I did talk about uh my brothers who so generously let me manage their uh beach house in El Salvador where I was inspired uh and recorded a nice CD and probably drank too much rum. Yeah, Don Pablo. Yeah, yeah. The days of Don Pablo. Yeah, the days of Don Pablo. Right, well, hey, I'll call you back. Love you. Love you, bro. Cheers. Anyways, sorry about that. <laughs> See, technology, it's controlling my life. Anyways. It's an I, angel and a beast. I sort of got hooked on some podcasts, you know, just great interviews and, and hearing the lives of actors and artists or politicians or, or whatever it is. You know, I like, I like bringing in a lot of information or reading or... I think Dylan said you got to keep moving. You know oh, that yeah. was one of his things. Like, yeah, you just got to keep moving to, to keep the songs uh, flowing. But you know, he probably said 
somewhere later that you just got to keep still <laughs> as well. So that sounds, sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. So who knows? But uh, yeah, they, they, they come and they go and sometimes you think they're gone. I remember I didn't write for eight months or a year and I thought, oh, maybe I'm done. And then they came again. And yeah. so, so who knows, but I'm about to put this album out and I, I mean, I'm, I'm already ready to start recording again the next album. So I should probably, you know, relax a little bit. I love recording. I get addicted to recording too. It's so. It's just like, oh, come on songs. Come on. I want to do another record. Yeah. You write the songs and then you realize, oh, there's this whole other thing of thinking about what you're going to put on, put on the album, what instruments, you know, the performance of it and then the production and all the levels. And there's so many different, different aspects and stages of of the album that I mean if you have the right attitude it can just be so much fun I mean just being creative and and getting that out is I I think one of the great joys of my life and Mm -hmm. I think that's why I keep recording too it just keeps me kind of it's a labor of love and it keeps me moving forward and um and you know things are so strange right now in this country that we all need something to kind of inspire us and bring a little bit of of joy um and the joy is going to come back I know Oh, I'm, yeah. I haven't given up on joy. I'm holding that vision. Joy. Yeah. joy. I'm all about the joy. Bring it in. Bring yes. it back. Bring it back. So. Well, I'm excited for Alaska. Paul and I are going to be touring Alaska most of the summer, um, starting at the end of June and going into August. So uh, if you're up in the North Country this summer, um, check out our websites. Um, you can go to paulbenoismusic.net. Yes. To check out where he's going to be, he's got more shows other than Alaska. So, um, yeah, you you want to you want to check him out if you're up in Seattle sometime. And um, yeah, and my website has everything posted too, michellemcafee.com. And uh, Paul, thank you so much. This was a fun week playing gigs. Yeah, it's great. Up the I five corridor. Cool. And uh, yeah, look for Paul's record if you're in the Seattle area. Check him out. Right on. Well, thank you so much for thank taking you. the time to do this. And um, thanks for everybody for listening to these podcasts and supporting Songbones and uh, supporting independent music. And uh, have a nice day. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us and listening to episode five of Songbones podcast. You can find a link to Paul's new album, Lost Days, Long Nights, on the Spotlight page at songbones.com or iTunes, Spotify, and Bandcamp. And if you want this podcast to magically appear in your queue every month, subscribe to Songbones on Apple or Spotify where podcasts are found. And the second issue of Songbones magazine will be out later this summer, so stay tuned. See you next month.